by far one of the coolest things I have ever done in 25 years of helping couples is launch this VIP Inner Circle membership. Check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Get 24-7 digital coaching from me, yours truly, Michael Smalley. Find a community, find other people where you get to interact with me every single week. You get to ask your questions. We get to have conversations about the things that matter most to you. Again, check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Primal panic is a result of feeling betrayed by someone that truly matters to you. It's a husband, a wife, a father, a mother, someone of importance wounded you profoundly and trust is totally gone. It's out the window. It's something has happened you never thought a person could do to you. This is big. But you are no longer hiding in the shadows of betrayal. Well, how, how? Well, because you've been enlightened. You know that, dang, I keep doing the stupid crud all the time. And it's not getting better. In fact, this person who I do love that, yeah, betrayed me, which has been insanely painful. I want him back. I want that connection. I want the intimacy. And yet, now I, if you're willing, now I have an idea. Uh-oh. I'm freaking out to a, you know, primal level. I, You now know that reacting like a fighter or reacting like a runner is only making it worse. In the last session, you did the work of forgiving this person. Now? is the time to move forward in the relationship. The truth is your pain is not the end of your story together. Because of Christ, the hurt, woundedness, betrayal, and devastation are literally overcome because of what he did for you on the cross. And he will use all of this junk to actually, and this one's going to be a tough one to believe, Jesus, if you give him an opportunity, if you're willing to trust, will use them to increase your intimacy with this person. It's lost right now. I get it. But you just by listening, you know, maybe you're listening to this as the podcast series. Maybe you're smart enough and you went to smalleyinstitute.com and became a VIP member and you're actually going through the online course. The betrayal, the woundedness, the devastation, all of these things are just opportunities to increase in intimacy. You, if you're willing to put in the time and energy and work, will be closer together than ever before. If you're willing, these feelings of betrayal can turn into feelings of security, brokenness to whole again. Sadness can turn to joy, disconnection to intimacy. 
Your job is to be intentional with each other and create conversations because now we're getting in. We are absolutely turning the corner in this Primal Panic series. You're turning the corner because you've got to start creating moments but conversations to connect on the deepest level of intimacy. Susan Johnson, she's the founder of Emotion Focused Therapy. And in graduate school, by far, it was her theory of how to help couples that I resonated with most. And in her book, Hold Me Tight, Johnson guides you in seven conversations that open the floodgates to intimacy. These critical conversations that you need to start having, and I'd recommend the book, by the way, seriously, get it now. I'm going through it. I've only ever really read her her uh, theoretical stuff, her clinical, you know, her books for therapists. Hold Me Tight is brilliant. It's kind of irritating, if I can be jealous here for a second, because it's just annoying that someone can be as smart as Susan Johnson and develop an entire therapeutic theory and technique and write a really good book for lay people as well. So way to go, Susan Johnson. Thanks. No, it's an amazing book. Hold me tight. Get it. Get on Amazon. Get that sucker on Kindle so you can highlight it easily. But these critical conversations that Susan Johnson encourages you when you have faced hurt and pain as deep as betrayal has three major components. Accessibility, responsiveness, and engagement. Accessibility, Susan Johnson says, can I reach you? This means staying open to your partner even when you have doubts and feel insecure. So if you are that person who is the wounded and you, you, you're hurting, you're feeling betrayed, you're feeling insecure, are you open to being vulnerable again? It often means being willing to struggle to make sense of your emotions so that these emotions are not so overwhelming. This is why that... I spent a good deal of time making sure you understand what's happening because the more understanding you have, the less overwhelmed you're going to feel. You can then step back from disconnection and can tune in to your lover's attachment cues. So that's accessibility. Responsiveness, can I rely on you to respond to me emotionally? This means tuning into your partner and showing that his or her emotions, especially surrounding those attachment needs and fears have an impact on you. It means accepting and placing a priority on the emotional signals your partner conveys and sending clear signals of comfort and caring when your partner needs them. Sensitive responsiveness always touches us emotionally and calms us. There's, a, there's an actual physical calming that happens, which obviously is critical if someone's in a primal panic. Engagement, do I know you will value me and stay close? The dictionary defines engaged as being absorbed, attracted, pulled, captivated, pledged, involved. Emotional engagement here means the very special kind of attention that we give only to a loved one, right? So this isn't, you know, this isn't the kind of engagement you do with a total stranger. Even though I have the craziest example, last night 
I love Diet Coke. We were out of Diet Coke. It was like 10 at night. I'm like, hey, you want to go to my gas station? We have a gas station like 30 seconds from our home we're living in. And he was like, yeah, I'll go with you. I'm like, I have all my friends here because I like making friends, especially within my own little community. And I love saying weird things to people. And last night I realized that when I engage people in a weird way, so for example, we're in there and I know my wife doesn't smoke cigarettes. She's smart. She isn't a weirdo like I am. So I knew, ooh, this will be funny. So as I went to check out, it was just my wife and I in the, it's like a Circle K, you know, gas station convenience store. And so as I go to check up, I turn to my wife, I go, hey, do you need to get a, do you need to get a pack of smokes? And she's like, uh, I don't smoke. But that led the guy behind the counter checking me out to go, yeah, I definitely smoke and I drink. I figured I should probably try to stop drinking first. And I realized, wow, my weirdness kind of helps people open up sometimes. But I can't do that, obviously. I'm not doing, I'm not engaging on the level we're talking about right now with total strangers. If your spouse is in that primal panic, they need to know, do you value me? Are you willing to stay close? Are you going to pay attention to me? We gaze at them longer. We touch them more. Partners often talk of this as being emotionally present. So Susan Johnson has an acronym to help you remember these three major components of the kinds of conversations that you guys need to be intentional about. R, A, period, R, period, E, period accessibility, responsiveness, and engagement. Remember these. These types of conversations that will pull you out of your primal panic and into a renewed hope and intimacy you never thought possible again. So here's some ideas. And again, if you're a VIP member, hopefully, you're in the course right now. You're reading the notes that go along with this. So what I tried to do here under each of these major categories of kinds of conversations, I've tried to give you good examples on how you can start meeting each other's needs regarding R, A-R-E, right? So accessibility, it is time to be intentional about your reactions, Right, so here's where you gotta download that buttons or triggers list from the post, because that's your job. You've got to start recognizing when a button is getting pushed and you're experiencing negative hurt feelings, I'd suggest you create a symptoms checklist like right now to help recognize when things are getting negative emotionally. Right, so what kind of physical signs can you identify when you start getting triggered? And a button's getting pushed. Is it, is it sweaty palms? Is it increased heart rate, headache? Right? I know for me that my feet will heat up when I get nervous or I'm getting triggered or a button's getting pushed. My feet definitely get sweaty. That is a physical sign I can go, uh-oh, wait, hold on. Careful. What are the main thoughts running through your head? Oh, I'm so sick of this. I can't handle this anymore. This is insane. 
He always dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Remember why Johnson says this is important. This means staying open to your partner even when you have doubts and feel insecure. It often means being willing to struggle to make sense of your emotions so these emotions aren't overwhelming. Then, and only then, can you step back from the disconnection and you can tune in to your lover's attachment cues. When you can put a word to the negative emotions you're experiencing, it gives you the power to react in a loving way and not become overwhelmed in the moment. Identifying your buttons helps you recognize your partner's cues to connect. Instead of focusing on each other's poor reactions, look at them as a signal your partner wants to connect. That is, oh my gosh, instead of assuming the worst, this person hates me, this person is actively trying to destroy me and punish me, don't, don't allow yourself to go, cut it off. Responsiveness, right? So that's the, are you going to be reliable even when things are negative? You can do this by tuning into your partner. You might ask questions like, hey, what can I do for you right now? It feels like you want to connect because I've, I, I've clearly pushed a button, right? You can even say if your partner is primally panicked, you can go, look, I know you are in significant pain. And if you want me to be here and engage and try to understand your pain, I'm all in. But if it's going to be directed at me as rage, then I need to take a sacred pause. I got to I can't stand here and just be, you know, feel annihilated. So what can I do right now that'll help? How can I show you that I love you and want to be here for you? A great example from Johnson's book of being kind and honest in a negative moment. She She's kind of sharing about a couple that gave a great example. And I think it was, the, yeah, it was the husband who said, Look, I don't, I don't know how to say this. It's like when I was in the military and I was jumping out of planes, except here, there is no parachute. I am a fearful person, Diane. I have learned to watch for danger all the time. I guess it's just so hard for me to not go straight into take charge mode. But now I know how my taking charge has made it hard for you and, and totally pushed you away. That's the kind of conversation. That's the kind of moment where it's getting ugly, where you can just be upfront and honest, say what's really going on in your heart. Your goal is to send clear signals of comfort and caring. Ask each other questions like, what are some of the things I can say that would help, that would help you feel more comforted? And that I do care about you. And if they respond meanly, ugly, negatively, just be calm and remember they're hurting. They want to feel loved. They have felt betrayed. This will pass. And then whatever your partner shares, write it down for the future conversations so that you have specific ways where you know I can say these things, it'll matter. One of the things my wife has shared with me is 
because there's been so many times I've tried to manage her and protect her in my head from herself and to protect others that I end up confronting her instead of this other person that's wounded her. And so she's felt betrayed and, and that I'm not on her team. So one of the things that you might think is goofy, but it's not goofy for her, is I've, I've, I've heard my wife, she has said, I need to hear you say, Amy, I am on your team. And I need to not try to manage her, but I just need to go, look, I am on your team. If I do feel like she's escalating with someone and I'm getting triggered, I can say, look, I am so sorry, honey, I'm on your team. I'm just right now, I'm getting triggered, so I need to step away for a second. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to walk outside for a moment. But I'm on your team. That's huge for her to hear from me. With engagement, the E of R, do I know you will value me and stay close? Right? So you can remember the dictionary defines engaged as being absorbed, attracted, pulled, captivated, pledged, involved. Emotional engagement means the very special kind of attention that we give only to someone we really care about. A great example is I was complaining to my wife that every Tuesday night I have the VIP question and conversation, which is also the same night that the cleaning crew comes to my office building and every single time without fail, I've locked my door <laughs> I have, I have tried to put my trash outside the door. Nothing I do prevents them from just coming in during the middle of that thing. And so I, who knows, I was complaining or just probably saying something goofy about it. Next thing I know, I get a text with a photo, like a screenshot. My wife had gotten on Amazon and said, hey, would you like this sign for your door? It was a do not disturb sign. That is like, Wow. She really cares about me. And that's like such a simple little thing. It's paying attention. And she's taking a momentary complaint from me, not about her, but just something in my own life. And she turns it into this incredible engagement where I now feel closer than ever. One time Amy came home tired from a long day and I was watching football or who knows and she just came in exhausted going, oh, I am so tired and now I have to wash my stupid van. Dang it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go shower first and I'll just have to get it. Not being, you know, rude towards me or, you know, being passive aggressive and dropping a little, you know, this was a big hint. Not, nothing like that. She, you, I could tell she was going to do it and she was tired. So right when she walked past me and went into our master bedroom, I jumped up and ran out because I thought, how cool would it be if I could get this thing cleaned and washed for her? And so she finished showering and got dressed and did whatever and I don't know, 20 minutes. And then when she came outside, I was just wrapping it up. That was a huge moment for her. Pay attention to each other and choose to meet each other's needs. Choose it. What are ways I could be more engaged with you would be a great question. When it comes down to primal panic, friend, if you become intentional and you 
have these kinds of conversations and interactions around R A R E, watch how quickly things can turn around. By far one of the coolest things I have ever done in 25 years of helping couples is launch this VIP Inner Circle membership. Check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Get 24-7 digital coaching from me, yours truly, Michael Smalley. Find a community, find other people where you get to interact with me every single week. You get to ask your questions. We get to have conversations about the things that matter most to you. Again, check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP.